Hello, and welcome to the STEM Research Podcast. This is part two of a two-part series with Claire Morton, where we talk about her story with science. So, till now, we discussed more about your research and more like into the specifics. Maybe we could just talk about your general STEM experience. So, uh, what would you say has been your coolest STEM experience up till now? Um, I mean, there, there have been a lot of awesome science exper- experiences uh, that I've had. I, I really enjoyed. Um, I participated. So Virginia has this this sort of I guess like partnership program with NASA. Um, so I've done two of those programs, uh, Virginia Space Coast Scholars and Virginia Earth System Science Scholars. Um, and if anyone is listening from Virginia and you're a high school student, I highly recommend participating in these programs. Um, basically what you do is like during the school year, you like complete an online course that like teaches you things about NASA and science. Um, and you like write some essays, which is good practice for scientific communication in the future if you're going to do research. Um, but then, you know, if you sort of have like a, I guess, like a high enough grade in the course during the school year, you're like invited to come to NASA. Um, and what happens then is you're put in like a team with a bunch of, you know, other students from Virginia, and then your team has to do some sort of project. So it's like designing a NASA mission. And I know that this might sound like it's not that cool, but it's really cool because it happens at NASA. So like people from NASA will just walk in and be like, oh, you're in Virginia Space Coast Scholars. You know, I happen to be such and such, you know, with NASA. And, you know, can I give you some advice about your mission? And it's like, sure, you can. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really fun. And then at the end of the program, it's like a week long and it's free if you like go through the course. So like money isn't, isn't a, a problem. Like you don't have to pay a fee to go, which is great. Um, and then you, you present to a bunch of like NASA, NASA officials, you present your project, um, which is really awesome and sort of scary, but mostly awesome. Um, and I, I really enjoyed my experience with Virginia Earth System Science Scholars in particular, because I was like a bit older. Um, and uh, both times I got to lead my group, but Virginia Earth System Science Scholars, there had to be like communication among the group leaders because we had to run all of our fake missions on the same fake satellite, which meant there was a lot of argument about the budget. <laughs> the fake budget um, for all of our instruments, which was very fun. Um, but I, I really loved like seeing my team members present um, during our final presentation because it was like we had all come together and like designed this, you know, complicated mission. We were looking at ocean acidification if anyone's interested. But um, so it's like we, we designed this together and we worked together throughout. And it was it was really awesome just to see like all of my team members talk about their you know parts of the mission and like what they've done so that's probably my favorite science experience so far (laughs) that's extremely cool like genuinely (laughs) that's really cool um so since like we're on the point of science involvement in general uh i think we could talk about how science fairs can encourage people to get into research so maybe you could talk about your personal experience with the uh, virginia state fair um and maybe later towards the answer you can touch upon if it was different than isa's experience this year well i mean isaf this year wasn't a competition (laughs) yeah it wasn't a competition but maybe Um, just the experience you can compare yeah yeah 
So yeah, I what mean, were your thoughts on virtual ISF? That's I guess, I suppose that would be appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. Um, yeah, so I like my my first year. I I really didn't expect to like make it to the state fair. So by the time I got there, I was like, I have just like achieved everything that I want to achieve. So in the state fair, I I wanted to like have fun talking about my science and like enjoy talking with my judges um i think like science fairs can be really intimidating because like you've got all these judges you know like what did you do you know how did you do it you know they point to a very specific part on your poster like what is that and you have to you have to just talk about it um but i think if you approach it more as like sort of an exercise in like you know you really loved what you did for a year and you want everyone that's watching you talk about it to see how much you really enjoyed it i think that makes science fairs like a lot less sort of scary and intimidating um and so that's sort of what i try to do at at the state science fair and i i mean i had a really fun time i think sometimes it can be sort of hard you know i I talked to the people on like either side of me, but you sort of want to stand at your poster because you want like judges to not see you away from your poster. But like there are opportunities to communicate with other kids. Um, I was really looking forward to that at ISEF, um, but it became virtual. Um, but I I really wanted because they they have a lot of like activities to connect the kids and not just like the only time you see your like competitors are when you're all presenting in a big room. Um, so I was looking forward to that, but like it didn't happen. Um, but and then the the this year, the state science fair was also virtual. So I didn't get to have that experience. But like I submitted a presentation, which was cool. Like I submitted like a virtual sort of run through of my project. Um, but probably my favorite part about science fairs is when the judges ask you questions and then you're like having more of a conversation rather than a like you just telling them about your research and hoping that they're not too bored um <laughs> so and like I didn't get to do that at the state science fair so that this year so that was sort of like sad but I really enjoyed that experience at the regional science fair um and then virtual ISEF you know I was obviously really disappointed like I I had been you know thinking, you know, what if I could go to ISEF for two years? And then, you know, I got the chance to go and I was so excited. Um, and then it was made virtual. But I mean, I, I think that they really did do like the best that they could. Um, like, I think it was definitely reasonable to not have it as a competition because there are people from like all around the world and, you know, they couldn't have just some people go in person and other people not get to go. So like, I think it was a good choice in the end to make it more of like a, you know, communication festival rather than like a science competition fair um and like I mean I I enjoyed it like I watched the presentations from people I liked that they made it available to anyone and not like you didn't have to qualify because I mean there's no point in doing that like it's virtual it shouldn't be like you don't need a plane ticket anymore so you should be able to just sign in um and so I I like that they did that um but I mean it was disappointing like I'm not going to pretend that it wasn't disappointing um but yeah I mean I think they did a good job overall I guess yeah, I share the exact same sentiments. <laughs> I think it's been hard on everybody. I mean, ISEF is a big thing for some science kids, so definitely hurts. Uh, so have your abilities ever been questioned solely because of your age? And if that has ever happened, how have you dealt with it? Um, I 
can't actually think of any like specific experiences where this happened. I mean, I don't know why the professors that said no, you know, did they really not have enough space or were they just like, I can't deal with a high school student who like won't know what she's doing, which probably was a true statement. Like I wouldn't have known what I was doing and I'm glad that they said no if, you know, I wouldn't have been able to get the mentorship and I would have felt sort of lost. Um, but that's sort of the only time when it was like potentially questioned. Like I said, my lab, my lab is really awesome. Um, everyone in there was, I felt more like I was supported because they knew that I didn't know as much, you know, about the really advanced biology that like, you know, like how to design primers and things for procedures. Like I was sort of taught how to do that because I'd never had to do that in my high school. Um, so I don't think really questioned my abilities because of my age so much as like supported my you know my discoveries because I was so young and didn't really know what I was doing um and so my my lab's been great at that and then you know the summer programs that I did were like designed for high school students so (laughs) I don't feel like I was really questioned there either so I'm gonna say no (laughs) sure um, so you you talked about how your school may have helped you out with your research, but do you think the curriculum of your school had any overlap with any of the research that you've done? Um, yeah, I mean, I like I took I'd say probably AP Biology and like AP Computer Science had the most like impact on me just because you know in my English classes we or actually actually there one more AP I took AP Seminar. Um, which is a course where you like put together um, a lot of papers and like you have to do a lot of writing and that I think really helped me with my communication even though it wasn't always like I didn't always do my papers like about science I wrote about economics quite a bit in that class actually (laughs) Um, but yeah so I think those and then I mean AP biology was sort of my inspiration to like want to do more with biology because I got really excited about it um but I mean, I'd, I'd only sort of read about, I mean, I can't, I feel like I've said PCR like several times here, but I, <laughs> I'd only read about, for example, uh, PCR um, in my textbook. And then like the first time I got to do that in the lab, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm following the steps in this diagram. Like I, <laughs> I've done it now, uh, which was, which was really awesome. Um, but Yeah, so, and then I think AP Computer Science was also useful. I mean, now, like, it's not that hard to learn the material from probably any of these classes, just, like, through the internet, but having, like, instruction in even just sort of how to think about code, you know, like, I, you know, you learn Java for AP Computer Science, but, you know, I I did a lot of my coding in R, so it was, like, sort of different, but very similar, Um, and... So I think it, that was really useful to like learn sort of in a in a in a classroom about like how how to how to code things and how to solve problems with code. Um and I mean I think my school is like a public school and it's it's like pretty large um but it offers a lot of like the AP courses but it also offers like um, more vocational courses. So like I took some courses just like in engineering um but it was mainly drafting. Um, but I did take one course called Principles of Engineering that was sort of about, like, problem solving. And, you know, my research wasn't engineering research, but that kind of mindset that I acquired in Principles of Engineering, like, okay, you know, 
this isn't working, you know, I'll just fix it. Like, I'll just try again. Um, I think is really useful in a lab when like your cells die or <laughs> something like that. You know, that, that, that perseverance that came from that engineering class was definitely useful. Right. So we're talking about learning science here. I'm curious about one thing, or, like I'm curious about thoughts of, about one thing mm -hmm. is that, um, do you think you need to know a lot of the science behind something to make actual useful contributions, no matter how small your contributions are? Um, that's a good question. I think, I think it sort of depends on like what field you're in. Um, because I think you can, you can know a lot about like a certain problem, say, and you don't have to know, you know, about every problem that an engineer has ever solved in order to like solve a problem that matters to you. And especially if you're doing work that's like not in a lab, you know, probably you know more about whatever you're researching than anyone around you. So like, that's certainly enough. <laughs> and I think like, yeah, a lot can be learned through the internet. I definitely enjoyed having like an, you know, sort of an introductory college level biology class in AP biology before I went into a biology lab, because, you know, I, even after having had that course, I still like, didn't, just like hadn't learned about a lot of the things that that the lab does. Um, so I think some level of background knowledge in in that field and probably also something like chemistry is is probably necessary. Um, but it's also definitely possible to just like go in thinking, I really want to learn about, you know, how we detect diseases in genomes or something and then get someone's genome data and try and see if they're going to get this disease or not. Um, and then you can just learn a whole lot about that. And like, you don't have to know about mitosis if all you're doing is like DNA thing. Well, you probably do, but that was sort of a bad example. But like, I think it's it's possible to do either, but I think in, in fields like biology and probably chemistry, it's often useful to have some sort of background knowledge, but that shouldn't like deter any students from pursuing research and something they're interested in. Like you can, you can always learn it. Like the information is always available somewhere. Um, so yeah, definitely like if you're interested in biology and you've never had an advanced biology class, like just jump into it, you know, go on Khan Academy and just start learning things. Um, but yeah. So, like, about the learning process, I think the lab can particularly be helpful because, well, you can have mentors there. So, I know you've mentioned this several times already, but I, you, you had a great experience at your lab at Virginia Tech. So, maybe you could just briefly talk about the experience and the bonds that you formed there. Yeah, so I think, like, I mean, I... I sort of knew like who I was going to be like mentored by I guess when I when I came into the lab the first time because like they had said you know okay you know she was in this meeting like I'll take her you know <laughs> it's fine um and I think like one of the reasons why well I don't think I know that one of the reasons why I chose to stay in that same lab was because I mean I loved the science they were doing like I love biology but it was also because the community in the lab w is is really supportive so 
like the other day I was on a Zoom meeting with someone and they were like, you know, if you want to do this experiment in the wet lab, like we can, you know, I can show you how to design it and then, you know, I can do it for you and like, you'll know what I've done. And then, you know, you're not allowed in the lab, but like that shouldn't stop you. You know, I can do it for you and you can, you can design it beforehand and I'll just do it. And like, you know, he, the person that volunteered to do this, like, isn't my mentor, but he's just awesome. And like, I think that environment is, is really great thing to be a part of because everyone is so supportive. Like, I think a lot of labs get sort of competitive with like, you know, everyone wants to, you know, publish a paper or like use a piece of equipment or like they don't want to share their data with each other or something. And my, my lab is definitely really supportive. So like I chose to stay because, because of that. Um, um, and it, it was, it definitely made my research experience like much much richer, I guess, in in high school, because I knew that I had people, you know, if I had a problem um, with my code or something, I could go ask someone, you know, if if I wasn't sure, like, how to, you know, where to put this plate with yeast on it, I could go ask someone. So it, it was definitely great to have that that supportive environment. Um, Yeah. So, till now, we talked about your STEM activities and your involvement with STEM in general, mm-hmm. um, but I also know that you were part of your school's track team. So yeah. could you just talk about balancing STEM with other activities? Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. So I, I throw uh, discus and shot put for my school's track team, and I did that all four years, indoor and outdoor track, which meant practice for like at least an hour and a half, you know, at least four days a week, um, right after school, which was sort of a a lot to, I guess, balance, um, but it became, it it was sort of, I guess, hardest to balance my senior year because I was doing a project that had a lot more steps. Like, I mean, I think I taught like all the computational steps. There were like several experimental steps that I knew that I wanted to do and like had to get through. Um, And it, it became sort of stressful, but then I realized that, you know, track was really sort of like a a release of my problems. You know, when you when you throw something, it's it's really nice if you're stressed, you know, you've got you've got tests to study for or something, you can just sort of violently throw your shot put or discus and it's great. <laughs> so I guess sort of like reframing the track team as something that like I enjoyed rather than like an obligation was great to sort of manage my time a bit better and I sort of recognize track as like a break in my day rather than like something you know super super like difficult or like I can't manage this you know I have to quit the team um so I started viewing it as like (laughs) at school you know during the day like I'd exercise my brain and then like for an hour you know I'd exercise physically and then I'd go to the lab and exercise mentally some more um so thinking about it like that was definitely a way to balance Um, But I also think, like, there's sort of a lot of pressure on kids to develop, like, I don't know, like a spike for college admissions. Like, I've heard that term a lot. And I certainly didn't have a spike. I mean, like, I did a lot of science things, but like, I did a lot of other things, too. Um, And like, I think that that's totally fine. I mean, like, you're, you're a person, you don't have to just be focused on one thing. Um, And I think that that definitely helped me, like the track team sort of 
helped me manage high school because I think otherwise it would have been like really overwhelming but knowing that like I'd be able to hang out with school after school with like totally different people from the people that I interacted with all day um you know we didn't have to talk about like homework or essays or anything like that (laughs) um and we could just you know throw things and lift things and you know it was it was it was it was it was really fun um and I also, I really liked track meets because they're kind of like science fairs, but also nothing like science fairs in that, you know, there's a whole lot of people from all around who are all interested in this one thing that's happening at the event. Um, and I always found it fun to like talk to throwers from like different areas in Virginia and like make friends and stuff. You know, they're on other teams, like we're competing, but that doesn't mean you can't be nice to them. And I think like that's sort of the mindset that I did in science fairs as well like I would talk to the people on either side which meant they're in my category which meant they're competing with me but like it was it was fine because we're all just interested in science and we're just interested in talking about it or we're all just really interested in the shot put and we all want to throw it Uh, (laughs) but but yeah that was that was sort of track and balance sorry if I got a little off topic there but yeah no not at all so Besides research, how have you stayed occupied during the pandemic itself? Um, so I, I've like mainly been doing research. I'm I'm working like forty hours a week on it, which is like a full time job. Um, and I've I've enjoyed it. Like, <laughs> it's good. Um, but I've tried to focus on like connecting with my friends. I know, like, you know, we're we're all sort of apart. We're like in our houses, or if we get together, it's like socially distant. But like I have Zoom game nights with my friends twice a week, which has been really fun. Um, and like we'll get together and walk somewhere or something and stay socially distant so we're like outside. Um, so there's like less risk. Um, but I I think like connecting with friends is really important, you know, anyway, if you're all going off to college and you wanna like maintain those friendships. Um, and so that's what I've sort of been focusing on. So it's been like lab work and then sort of just talking to people and like hanging out which which has been a nice a nice break I guess like going into college thinking you know I'll still have these friendships you know whatever year of college I'm in has has been nice right so this has been a pretty great conversation do you have any final advice or any final takeaways for young people just getting started with their research or just any message you want to get out to our deliver to our viewers Mm. I I think I would just say, like, persevere and, like, don't give up. I don't know if that's too cliche of a message, but that definitely got me, like, into my lab and, you know, through my projects when when things were tough in the lab, you know, things weren't working. Just, you know, keep going and, and see what you can do because, you know, if you're if you're cheering for yourself and you're confident in your abilities, you know, you can you can achieve anything you want to that's that's really true i mean everybody says it but it's really valuable still it is Um, yeah (laughs) so thanks claire for joining us today and for our audience for tuning in we hope to see you in our future episodes and claire good luck for all your future adventures